0: Wrong. I fucking quit. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's no steak today. No steak. Sorry, guys. 86 steak. All right. Uh, we are recording in Seattle, Washington on South Lake Union in Studio 212 on the Soundcasting Network. I am your one, your favorite host, Robert yeah, right. Stills. Your second favorite host,
1: uh, Johnny Tuneli.
0: <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is late in the evening. So late. I gotta get home. Yeah, you know, so since everybody's got night jobs now, you know, I'm the only day cook in this piece. We gotta meet late night. Late night tip. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Maybe you can get those keys from
1: Keith. Uh possibly. And then we can save everybody some time. Possibly.
0: <laughs> but what will we do without our loved and favorite producer K, well, we went K- much, Boogie? But you know. We need his guidance. Yeah, but he has a life to live too. <laughs> Hey, this is my fucking baby I got it back I'm not fucking you wanna get, you want to get on the mic Keith it's been a while since you've been on the mic oh, here he goes <laughs> Johnny, what,
1: what's that delicious beverage you're over there drinking? I'm drinking hot chocolate tonight because I am feeling cozy. I like your shoes. I know I got my. Girl's Can you explain on.
0: them to your, to our? Uh... Um,
1: I got cheetah print uh, <laughs> slippers on right now, fuzzy style.
0: Shout out, Sarah! Thanks for letting him get out of bed and come down here and record. I know, <laughs> I know, he's warm and he has fake teeth. Hey, so that's the life. Wait, give me a water. <laughs> you should have got a water. You're all ready to record. <laughs> anyway, all
1: right. Well, let's move on.
0: What's Keith, up? Did with you, you want to say hi? What's up? You're not. You don't have any holes in your clothes today. Go fuck yourself. You made some delicious dumpster risotto. Risotto. What was all in that risotto you made for us today? Mascarpone, smoked mozzarella, rabbit <laughs> meatballs, uh, crispy uh, uh, picante salami, uh, pickled <laughs> shallots, and lobster <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That sounds like
1: the stoner snack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we're looking to get a weed sponsor for our show. Yeah, for sure. Good ship, Co. I'm thinking PDA would probably give me some money. Whatever. Anyway. All right. Let's get to those updates. Updates. What's up with you this week? I'm crying. I'm sad, man. Why? What's up with your My, job? I don't know. I just, Did you get fired yet? No. You quit? No, I'm just moping around. My lady friend is a fucking a burning man, so <laughs> I'm just sad. Well, whatever. At least you're making money. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's cool. Um, I could have went, possibly, but I didn't. But you cool. had to record. It's right. My loyalty lies with grill how long steak mister uh sixteen minutes thank you. I <laughs> had the soundcasting network, so I'm here to do my duty to you guys out there in It's your duty podcast you it's said your duty, duty. <laughs> anyway uh yeah, nothing I mean work is uh work one of my favorite um old managers who left is hopefully coming back to hang out with us. that's cool. And maybe uh, the, one of our doo doo uh, managers' kits. Uh, that sucks. His hours cut. Oh, there you go. That's what's up. You know? um, are you still fully staffed? Yes, we are fully staffed. Dope. Which is nice. Uh, and yeah, and I've been leaving work early because <laughs> I've, I've not wanted to work. So I've been like, you know, I just don't really feel like working today. You know, I just want to go home, and be alone by myself. Mopey. Yeah, my house is a mess. Just like clean your house. Happy ice, house, happy home. Ice cream. I've been cooking very well for myself. <sighs> I've been eating out a lot. Anywhere good? I mean, I ate, man, no. I mean, no. Just re- <laughs> random, regular spots, sandwich spots. Tie you up. Tie you up in a bowl. Um, I don't know. Bastille to Bastille last night. That's what's up. How was it? It's good. It's okay. French food. <laughs> You're so <laughs> lame today. All right. Anyway. All right. I'll yeah, no, I'm not lame. I'm good. I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I'm alive. Yeah. Right? Praise yeah. Jesus. My balls are shaved.
1: Gross. I mean, you know, I have people like in my family now who listen to this show.
0: So. What up? They know what it is. Yeah, but they When they, they, they tune know. in, turning the dial, they're going to hear misogyny, racism. <laughs> <laughs> <They're> gonna... <laughs> <laughs> we need like a TV. Audio M A uh, parental advisory sticker on our <laughs> That's thing because I talk about uh, N seventeen I C I don't know it's not N C seventeen. Well, but you know I, mean, I don't talk about yeah I, I can't even go because <laughs> I know people that want to listen to the show that'll be like I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> Fun fact, my mom I think I said about it on the show when I told my mom I was doing a podcast she was like nobody wants to fucking listen to you all you do is cuss and talk about drugs. And I was like you don't they even love go. it I talk about food and she's like what. No, you probably just say fuck all the time. And I was like, "Here's partway there. Thanks for your support, Mom.
1: Mom. I all think, right. Yeah. Anyway, back to you. Well, my week was pretty good. Uh,
0: really decent week at uh, Art of the Table. <laughs> Shout out, Art of the Shout Table. Shout out. Everybody, no. everybody that I tell that's listening to the show that says you're there, they're like, play that place in her, a lot of that place introduced them to tasting menus. Yeah, it's, um, I love the
1: tasting menu. It's actually, uh, super fun. It's so scratch, you know, it's like some days we have a little, <laughs> yeah, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And we're like, we're going to throw this together. Um, you know, I'm learning how to make really weird things. I made a salmon moose the other day. Uh, and we did that with, uh, cured salmon and dill oil, a little bit of, um, what else did we have on there? a Cucumber slaw on there. It was bomb you know, as our crudo. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm getting better and, uh, I'm actually learning, you know, how they actually run the kitchen and getting into the groove, you they're know,
0: accepting you as well. Yeah. As they're accepting up. me.
1: Um, <clears throat> it's a lot more fun because it's like, it's not like every other kitchen you work in where you get, uh, it's a problem. <sighs> shut up. Where you get like fired a, a bunch of dishes, you know, and, but they're all Like hot side, So if you work saute, you're going to work all saute dishes. What's your long fire? Um, My fish will be my longest.
0: What about 10 minutes at the longest?
1: Uh, At the longest. Five at the longest. There you go. So
0: those aren't long fire times.
1: No, not at all. But I'm saying it's not like your regular kitchen where like you get like, all right, it's like six fish. And then I have like two Romanescos and you have all this stuff going on in the oven. It's literally like um, I have two tomatoes. So I do like two cold dishes and a hot dish. So it's a lot more easy to it's easier to um split up the time, you know. So it's like I start my fish and then I do a couple of muses and then I do like a tomato dish here or there and then I finish my fish and then everything. So there's just a up. lot of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot but of stuff. It's not too complicated. Yeah. It's a um, lot, of technique, you lot of technique. You gotta be focused. You gotta have your head in the game, you know, when you're there, you're there. Um so it's can't a lot of fun. Can't you a girl at Burning Man, can you? No, definitely not. All right. But I uh, think I can work yeah, there. you know, I'm learning and uh, I'm keeping up and uh, I'm meeting a lot of cool people, actually. So.
0: Cool. Shout out to the squad at Art of the just, Table. Yeah, you know. Killing it. All right. Anything eating anywhere good?
1: Yeah, actually I actually ate at San Fermo yesterday.
0: Yeah. Oh, shit. That's right. I, totally I saw amy Sun. He just told me that. Yeah. I forgot.
1: Actually, oh, my God. You know who else I saw there? Who? Angelo. Oh yeah, he's
0: working there. Now, I know, right? and
1: he gave me a drink. He was so sweet. Is he bar- He's bartending. He's bartending. Yeah, he's there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, so, buster. and all my homies were there, so I knew the sous chef there, and then my buddy Don't have Alan any is. Friends. Yeah, not really, but um, my buddy Alan was working friend. there on Pantry. He made a good. He made me a good antipasti. I had the <laughs> shrimp risotto. Shit was flame.
0: Um, Damn, I should have went. You were there yesterday when I was in Ballard at yeah. Uh, I went to
1: Percy's and got some drinks. I went to King's. And then I went to Hotel Albatross and got some drinks. Um, Albatross is what's up? Yeah, that place is dope. My yeah, girl got this drink in a fucking pineapple. <laughs> it was
0: huge. Ballard, it was like a chill. pineapple. Ballard's on the come up. I like ballard yeah. for food and drinks. Right now they're um, holding it down. But they're opening up. I was just looking next door to... Where the fuck did I say? Yes. Bastille. Bastille. A pla- we were just out there making fun of this place next door. <laughs> I should make fun because I know nothing about who's opening it. What's going on? It's called Carnivore. And it says... Meat, paleo, kitchen, slash bar. That's all it says on it. And I was like. Oh, across the street. No, it's next door to Bastille. Bastille's Uh one door, and then you go, uh, I don't know, east or whatever, whatever. And uh, I was like, do you guys know anybody know anything about this place? And they're like, well, we know it's got meat there. (laughs) We know it's going to be paleo, and it's going to have a kitchen and a bar. So That's about I mean it. but then we just started going off on fucking paleo people with paleo diets and uh fucking losers. No, no, no. I'm not nah, right gonna say that, man. Do what you wanna do. Uh are they gonna start eating human then? <laughs> I would try That's human the true we white talk meat, about this. You know? Oh, we got the bumper shoot line up here in front of me. Oh, uh, whatever. Anyway. so uh G sleazy's gonna be there. g easy? Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about today? All right. So everybody says we're always negative and stuff like that. Uh so we're gonna start off with a Fun, uh, good, inspirational, humanitarian, stop picking your face, Can't. Uh, <laughs> uh, story that comes off of, I read two articles about it. The first one that was brought to my attention was on the independent.u, independent.uk.co, uh, and then I followed it up by reading up more about it on the New York Times website. Um, so the famed Italian chef, uh, Massimo Bottura, am I saying his name Isn't right? Isn't that the guy who like, ma- saved Parmesan? He, yes, he was featured on Chef's Table. Yeah. He uh, was rated this year in top 50 best restaurants. He's, he's like a Michelin. He's a two, full Michelin star. I think he's got two. His restaurant has two Michelin stars. Oh, I don't okay. know. Maybe it's three. I don't know. I mean, I could have cheated and looked up online. And, I mean, yeah, he's Massimo Chef Massimo um, Him with a group of about another 50 chefs, uh, they took their talents to uh, Rio. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, nah, this story came out a couple weeks ago, but I didn't want to shed any light on that. I know, you were hating. Yeah, we had talked about talking about it, but I was like, you know, man, fuck the Olympics. I wasn't with it. Uh, I mean, I'm all for the peaceful unity uh, through sports with the world. A lot I'm, of black people win in this. Year. But I'm, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> going <laughs> to keep my mouth shut. Uh, but I'm, I'm not with the displacement of... You know, poor people that live down there for uh, to make the country look like it's doing good. There, there was raw sewage running in the street down in Rio. Damn! um, Wow, that was feeding the water that everybody was swimming in. So. You know, one of the reasons why some of the water turned to green, green? died yeah. <laughs> because of the bacteria. Yeah. No, 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 no. Anyway, let's get back to uh, what I was talking about. So, uh, Chef Massimo and about fifty other chefs. Um, what they did was they asked. Let me see. Um, they raised about two hundred fifty thousand dollars for this project. The That's name cool. of the project was uh, Raffetto Rio Gastromotiva. Which oh. roughly translates uh, to Rio Refectory Gastronomy. I don't know what the hell this means, but anyway, it uh, what they did was they had talked to the company that contracted out the food from the Olympic Village, um, and they uh, took all the un, um, you know, all the food that did not look pretty, all the bruised tomatoes, all the bread that maybe had a little bit of mold on it or just didn't look right. Um, they took it and they made meals for um, all the poor people in the favelas of Rio. That's pretty cool. I mean, well, last week we were just talking about, you know, all the wasted food in the world. So I thought this was a good follow up. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm trying, Johnny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it actually is a pretty cool. I mean, I wish it wasn't, you know, like, They could have gotten a little bit of good food too, but I'm sure that they're making, they're probably making really delicious dishes.
0: Yeah. I mean, some of the, um, well, one of the meals that the, the first meal that they ever served was, uh, it was an Italian couscous with ragu and sauteed beef. Um, and they did like a tomato dish with some, uh, focaccia. 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 That's what's up. So yeah, they, um, they took, um, they took, yeah, they took all the food that didn't look very good and they, uh, turned it into something, um. Something beautiful. Uh, there was some of the poor, some of the homeless people that they had asked about it, they said it's probably the best. One of the guys said it was the best meal that he'd had in about 40 years. Oh, wow. Um, he, he told his wife, he looked over his wife, he said, You never said to take you to a traditional Italian dinner. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Dude's got, lives in raw sewage and still got jokes. You know? yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, also, what they said was uh, that they're going to stay. They're, so they got a piece of an empty parking lot. I felt like I wrote down more notes than this. Well, what are the, you said you were saying something about them doing... Yeah, no, they're going to stay there for... Um, they're going to stay on this sliver of land that they got, and they built... I don't know there's like a whole I don't know whatever there was all sorts of problems uh, when they were trying to get this thing together but they they made it through and they're staying all the way through the Paralympics that sounds much better thank you sir um and they're going to stay to provide vocational training oh. for anybody that's interested they're going to be training servers they're going to be training uh, cooks they're going to be training dishwashers cool. managers anybody that's interested in the restaurant industry i believe for free and no that does not sound good Um, and and they're going to, got a lot of echo
1: on my voice. Echo, echo. Echo, echo. Well, that's cool. So they're going to, so they're going to train
0: these motherfuckers. Yeah. Anybody that wants a job, I guess, um, the guy who he teamed up with, who I do not have his name. It's some weird Brazilian name I can't pronounce. I'm not even going to embarrass myself, (laughs) but he had all (laughs) Hero, <laughs> but he had already been uh, d- doing vocational training, and last year he uh, gave about twenty five hundred uh, homeless or people at risk um, taught them a skill and got them a job. Dad, what's up? Um, <clears throat> now, uh, Chef Massimo. Was inspired from an initiative um, last year at the Milan World's Expo, um, where they had about sixty-five chefs there, um, and they brought it to them and said, "Hey, can you take the leftover food mm-hmm. from you know the expo, and can you provide food for some of the homeless people here?" And he was inspired by that, and he decided to take it to um, Rio. Um, And so, yeah, he asked the city. He raised about $250,000 for the project. Um, And then there were other cities like uh, L.A. and Montreal that uh, said they were excited about what he was doing. And they looked to take his um, blueprint and add it to some soup kitchens uh, in their area. Um, You know, we, we talked about this on the show many times.
1: That's what's up. Yeah. Starting that wave. Yeah, the way... food waste. There's
0: there's a pretty good fun fact that I liked. They said it takes 250 tons of raw ingredients to feed around 18,000 athletes, coaches, and trainers at the Olympics. That's per meal. So you times that by three meals a day? Damn. I'm not that good at the math. (laughs) I am a white person. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, uh, that's a lot of food. And so they had a lot of stuff to work with. Yeah, probably. Um, And they said they were pumping out more than 5,000 meals a day. Um, So with just a little bit of, you know, a little bit of know-how and a little bit can-do, you can make a change, Johnny. Just a little bit of fucking compassion. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they had chefs. They said they came all the way from New York, L.A., Germany, Japan uh, to volunteer for shifts. Yeah, why not? Um, they have the money and they have the know-how. And and, and if I had the time, I would definitely. Have- well, I'm sure the I'm sure Chef Massimo reached out to some. You know, you know, he's a big dude. He's pretty famous. Um, just a little, just a little bit. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring you know follow up on. Um, you know about some of that, that food Think about that food that you're wasting when you go out to eat Well oh, that's cool I gave a bunch of shit ton of uh, do, you know, do you know the, the homeless person Denise Mm-mm. In Fighter Square Keith you do don't you Yeah she's the crying Homeless crackhead lady that is running up and down downtown. She always looks like she's she a big work. black lady. Yeah. Oh. And she's like, please. <laughs> she cries a t- Yeah. So I saw her in the street the other day, and I had eaten, went to eat breakfast in Port Orchard. Don't ask me why I was at Port Orchard. It was not bad. But I <laughs> hold on. Let me tell you what I ordered. Um, I was like, what's the difference between the homemade corned beef and hash and the corned beef and hash? Right? I was like, three dollars difference. She's like, well, we make this one in house. This one comes out of a can. I was like, hey, right, I'll be having that. That's my share right there. I'll be, having, <laughs> I'll be having that homemade stuff. And they're like, do you want a side of uh, hash browns or do you want a side of pancakes? I was like, I'll take that side of pancakes, please. This dish was, it was more like three ginormous pancakes with a small side of corned beef and hash, <laughs> right? And two sunny side up eggs. And I was like, I'm not eating this pancake. So I took the pancakes with me. I grabbed some French toast, you know, whatever, took it back with me. And I was down in Pioneer Square and she's sitting out there begging for change. And, you know, she looks like she never eats. So I went and asked her if she wanted my leftovers. And she was like, what is it? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, his breakfast food. It was like pancakes, french toast. She's like, open it up. Let me see what it is. And I was like, well, just take it. Are you hungry or are you not? She's like, depends what it is. <laughs> and I was like, here. She's like, I can't open it. Open it for me. And I was open it up. And I was like, look at this page. She's like, I don't want it. <laughs> I was like, all right. I'm going to take this back. Trust me, I ate that shit later. I, then I gave it to another homeless person. My, oh. my friend Charlie was pissed off. He's like, I would have ate that dog. <laughs> Shout out Charlie's Scalzo. Well, a buff motherfucker i have got to get that Carbo load. Carb load. All right. So yeah, I just want to give a little inspirational, good, uh, feel good story. Cause everybody says we're such shitheads here at the show. Do yeah. they? I, yes. Well, I've heard. You know, they say we're so negative all the time. I can feel it. I don't yeah. care though. When you gotta have that, when you have that hate in your heart, you gotta let it flow. Let it flow.
1: <laughs> That's cool. On a brighter note. um, yeah, no, there's no Brandon on that side. I was going to say like class action lawsuit. Who
0: got a class action lawsuit? Uh we're thinking about it. Oh, yeah, Johnny has not been paid yet. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, who who's going to represent you guys? How are you going to afford a class action lawsuit? Against? I don't know. It's just And who are you suing? You can't sue her. We're going to have to sue the company. That's right. Yeah. And they're going to have lawyers that are going to shut you down. Well, that's all right. Who's gonna have you looked into this? Yes. Or are you are. just talking out your ass? No, we have looked into it. Okay. Who is we?
1: Well the other twenty-five employees that are still out of payment from the chop shop. Mm. <laughs> I wish I got dicked out of twenty five hundred dollars one time. Uh yeah, well, you know, some people took that took that L right? It's it's a lot of money, you know. It's like I already have my, my thing in um Department of Labor and Labor and Industries also has a claim as well. And so, like, the lawyer is getting things together, and he contacted her. Hopefully, she's going to contact him back, because, you You're still
0: talking with her, right? uh, She knows it's coming, right? Yes. Okay. She says. It's good. I mean, yeah, I mean... No, no, no. She knows that you guys are talking about straight hitting her with that. At least with small claims, you know? (laughs) But, Yeah. uh,
1: yeah, so... Hopefully I'm just waiting and see what's happening right now. You know, I'm just happy that I have a job and that it's good. And I'm getting paid. Thank you. But Jesus, um. And that I get to do what I love, and I don't hate cooking food anymore. All right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, fair enough. But yeah, hell loud up in these earphones. Uh, no, well, that's because I begin sexy on the mic breath when it's is, late at night. Breath is hot. Check, 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 check. check. Sexy on the
0: mic when <laughs> I sexy on the mic. Okay, uh, Johnny, what's our next story we're covering real quick? Well, we're gonna cover about some stuff, some thank thangs about this uh, is your This is your time to shine, dog. <laughs> thank you. Um, about this. Minimum wage, you're the um, numbers guy. I am the numbers. We've been covering guy. the Seattle minimum wage, um, for or deal for well, since the show began, yeah, before you were here, Johnny. Uh-huh. Okay, we had this final thing sitting across from us. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> Shout out, hello. I've been talking to her a little bit lately. Uh. <clears throat> Um, not like that. Oh, okay. I was like, "What?" No, just like I seen her out, and you know, I'd be like, "What's up? What's good?" What good? Uh, she's still working at damn it, the weather. Damn it, the weather. Yeah, she's down there, and uh, all you know, all the chefs left. So for better, you know, bigger places, not for discrepant, like, uh, you know. Well, that's what there. happens. But she's so she's doing pretty good, and she's got it down, and she's happy, and she's learning stuff. And I guess they got some new kitchen equipment. So what? shout out, damn the weather! It's always nice when you get new kitchen equipment. Yeah, dude. Used to be getting that used shit, right? Well. <laughs> I wish that we can get some minimum time. wage here we go minimum Johnny wage. shut <laughs> up anyway so uh,
1: as you guys all know in 2015 was the first stages of the minimum wage increase so the minimum wage then was 9.50, and it increased to around $11 an hour for um, places with 500 employees or more which seems to be the, the basis for all of these like you know restaurant industry Whatever surveys or plans, initiatives. Um, That's worldwide, right?
0: Is that, ju- is that in Seattle? Well, right now it's in Seattle, but yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if the 500 employees, those 500 employees oh, have yeah, been yeah, in yeah. Seattle. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They could probably be worldwide. I'm That's what I don't think. I mean, just ask them the clarification, bro. No, yeah, you know, I don't really know. I, I don't, I don't, don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, on August 10th, Jared Bernstein mm, from the Washington Post. <laughs> he wrote an article about uh, an update on everything that's going on with the wage increase. Um, unfortunately, I don't really like most things that come off the Washington Post,
0: but I'm not here to talk shit about them. I'm more of a New York Times kind of guy. Too, well, though. yeah, but some, uh, yeah, but the
1: Washington Post sometimes they just like say things and I'm like, really, do you guys think about or like con- you know, I don't know. Anyway, so... <laughs> After this this thing went through with um, the wage increase, they noticed that a three percent higher rate of people were keeping their jobs because of this wage increase. Um, that's not that big of a weight oh, No, that's, that's not very much. That, that big doesn't big. change very. No, that doesn't very change very thing. many things. And you also got to think about like w- another thing that was happening was if you increase the the wage, then you're not going to be able to work as many hours because <laughs> can't afford you. They can't afford you. So that was another thing that, that was, was to out. be
0: expected though. Right. But yeah.
1: They were all expecting that. So like, it was weird because I was reading this article and it was saying that like all of these, it was, this guy was saying that everything was good. And then, um, I checked out this other like kind of blog site. Yeah, on, Johnny hit me, uh,
0: hit me on the Facebook. I mean the, the text message was like, yo, 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 that article, you gotta read this, gotta read, read this. And I was like, Oh yeah. Snapple doodles.
1: And it was later, it was written later. So on aeideas.org, Mark J. Perry wrote on August 17th, um, he was quoting basically all of these different um, studies. Yeah, studies and newsletters from Seattle and the Northwest area about this. And his um, claim was on the opposite side, was that this is um, the wage increases and neg- has a negative impact on the um, food economy.
0: So... He's saying overall they're making less. They're making less money, yeah. Than if, if the minimum wage would have stayed where it was at. So, yeah, he was saying
1: that, like, with the wage increase, unless you could keep your job, this is a direct quote from him, <laughs> unless you could keep your job and work the hours that you were roughly working before, you would be fine. Um, and that's, like, saying, like, maybe you lose, like, five hours, you know, a week. Um, but at this but that's not happening what's happening is they're losing, they're losing a jobs. lot of it <laughs> they're cutting, <laughs> jobs. cutting jobs they're cutting their hours and what's going on is like they're not willing to pay unskilled workers because it's why would you why would you do that the robots,
0: man. Yeah, ro- <laughs> McDonald's, McDonald's. <laughs> they're going for it. He says, Cash
1: yourself out at the grocery store. Yeah, it's so like so. What they're saying is um, that a lot of the studies that were done before, previously, that were saying that this would be something that was good and that would actually help the economy and help these people with uh, that are making less money um, come up on top um, didn't really have the basic numbers. So they didn't get like a fine line before the the study. Before the minimum wage hike, they didn't have a good solid base. Yeah. So after they did that, they started questioning people and everybody's like, yeah, it's great. It's like I'm doing this. And now they're doing the study again and they're seeing that everybody's like, well, I don't have a job right now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I can't find
1: a job. Yeah. So they said the unemployment rate went from 4.3% to four percent Eight. That doesn't seem like a lot, but when you think about it, being people not working,
0: that's quite a bit. You know, we'll see. We still got some time to go. The fifteen dollars an hour does not go in effect until two thousand seventeen. Well, two thousand seventeen to two
1: thousand twenty one. What? Yeah, they were saying that it would be in between those. In between then. Uh, Yeah. Because we're only increasing this year to like I want to say eleven fifty, twelve dollars or something. Oh,
0: it's at twelve now. Is it? Or eleven eighty? I don't know. I don't work for minimum wage in a lot. <laughs> <long time>. I <laughs> yeah. don't know. People trip out when they find out, like, what minimum wage is here and, like, how much I make. And they're like, what? Excuse me? Well, and I'm like, you got to understand how much rent is, though. Well, yeah. And that's what how they're much saying. it costs in, to live in the
1: city. And that's what they're saying in all these articles is, like, it's happening all over the country. Like, in New York and San Francisco, they're all having this where the cooks can't afford to live,
0: well, that's going to take us into our next um, story yeah. that we're going to. They go, can't afford go over. to live in this in the cities where they work. So. Yeah. So this kind of led into another topic that we've been covering. Uh, we try to keep. We'll keep you updated on the fifteen dollars minimum wage and where it's headed. And some new stuff that comes out. I mean, it's not that interesting. Yeah, it really isn't. It's interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's interesting to me. Because when it first started happening, um, there was a big discrepancy or a big fight between front of the house and back of the house. Oh, yeah. And we had a lot of people in the back of the house were like, fuck, yeah, man. Like, you know, pay people in the kitchen because you can't. Like we had said before, you work in the back of the house. You can't even afford to eat at that restaurant, yeah. let alone pay your own bills. And then you got front of the house servers who were like, "No, they're going to take away our tips." And if they pay if they pay us fifteen dollars an hour, like they're going to take away our tips. And all but this now bitching. they're
1: all now they're all happy about the twenty percent gratuity. Some
0: are, some aren't. Some, yeah, some are, some aren't. Um, so there was a big fight. So that's kind of I'm looking at. But now nobody even like kitchen. real like. I'm just looking at the at the perspective of a kitchen worker. Oh yeah, for sure. And I totally because I know kitchen workers who are working at okay. Oh, I'm not even gonna call out the places. Uh, yeah. I ate it. <laughs> I ate it at one place that pays the people that are workers minimum wage today up on Capitol Hill. It is a uh, breakfast spot, 24 hour breakfast spot on the hill. Oh yeah, for so sure. I'm not gonna say anything, but I know they start off pretty much at minimum wage uh, for their cooks. Uh, uh, that's not fair because then they work in like 24 hours. A day. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> but this kind of ties into another um, theme that we've been talking about on the show. And we talked about it before this article even came out. There's been studies done. But it came out in the Seattle Met. And it is Seattle is saturated with new restaurants. Um, Seattle restaurants but starving for cooks. By Rosin and and, and, and there is just not enough cooks in Seattle to fill There's not the enough kitchens. cooks anywhere in the country right now. <laughs> like. It's because people are being priced out. Yeah. Um, So they got a couple uh, chef's quotes in here. Uh, Brandon Petit, he owns Delancey and Dino's Tomato Pie, both pizza places. Um, I don't know. Delancey does more than pizza. Yeah. But uh, they got uh, quotes from Tamara Murphy and uh, Tom Douglas. The Tamara Murphy
1: quote is pretty funny because she also hired a certain person that, one of her restaurants that is making it so she can't
0: hire cooks. Whatever. <laughs> so she's got a good one. She, uh, Tamara Murphy says back in the day uh, she's been here for about 25 years and along with other chefs uh, like Tom Douglas uh, that you would just call up another chef and say hey do you have an extra dishwasher? Do you have an extra line cook? And that's how it worked. Today. Man, they usually had four. Yeah. Today it's not so much. And what's going on in the industry which ties into the $15 minimum wage uh, that they were writing on Um, the blog and that website um, is that uh, they're having the the chefs are just the chef owners and the restaurants are just starting to shorten their menus and limit their hours um, unexpectedly. They are um, just reducing hours and uh, they cut their menus down. So it only takes three people to run their kitchen instead of four because they don't have enough people to run four stations. Well, that, I mean, at the same
1: time, like, cool. Yeah, the- like smaller menus are great.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I love small but menus. But that, that's gets, you like that. When you get your own restaurant... Uh, why do I get that upset? Yeah. When you get your own <laughs> restaurant, Johnny, you can make a but menu as like, big
1: or as small as you want. But I feel like the customer also enjoys the smaller menu. Some people don't like that. They want to go to... If uh, you can make a small menu with, like, banging items, one of everything, you know, then, you should, then that's good. If you have to shorten your menu
0: and you're still making basic ass food, then that's on you. Like... I know, but uh, I don't know. It depends. It, it, it just, it, it matters about where you want to go. Yeah. I enjoy going into a restaurant that is, has an ever changing menu. Yeah. Some versatility on it. 15 items max. Yeah. That sounds good to me. I yeah. want a fish, pasta, whatever, meat, a couple sal- of salads, couple of salads yeah. a soup, you know, whatever. Um but even that, e- buttermilk. even that it's, you don't have people to come in and prep. So you're overworking the staff you do have. Yeah. So there's just not enough people to work at all these ever growing, uh, restaurants. They said, you know, there's like nearly a hundred restaurants that have opened in Seattle just so far this year. The year's not even over. There's been about a hundred rest over a hundred restaurants. that's open. Yeah. And half of them are closing down. <laughs> yeah. but there's more one, one pops up right behind the other one that's that shuts true. down. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, uh, the owner of Delancey says that uh, he posted an ad on Craigslist and he got for a front-of-the-house person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Got like 24 responses yeah, within that. just a couple of hours. When he put an ad up for Craigslist, he got four responses in one month. And for a back-of-house? And two of those responses had no experience. The other two experienced were virus bots. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so. the thing. It's like somebody – it's like – that's what you get off of Craigslist, though. Well, I mean, they're hiring out of desperation now. Uh, the 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 theme is now if you buy, if you hire uh, you put in a dish a request for a dish person, yeah, and they're not, I don't want to say they're not you know they're comp you know Competent. competence, yeah. You automatically take them out of the dish pit and you show them how to cook food, yeah, and then you go ahead and you move them up. Why not? That that's but that's what they're having to do. They they're hiring from the bottom. But I came up from the dish pit. That's right, but there's not very many of you, Johnny. Yeah, you're but a those special people, human being. Those right? people are bangers. Yeah, and they have good work work ethics. But yeah. there's not enough of those to go around. It's true. You're getting in there what you can. Man, there's always a you know a Jose or you know somebody
1: out there <laughs> ready, <laughs> ready. Yeah, ready to work that pantry side. You already know
0: um, Latinos make the best salads. Yeah, they they so a lot of it they blame is that people are getting priced out of Seattle. Seattle's a very booming city. Chefs are, right I guess. Uh, every everybody, man. You no fuck. I can barely afford to live in Seattle. Oh, you mean price out of Seattle? Like Seattle's too expensive to live in. That's right. I thought you meant like getting bought like by like other no, restaurants no, no. want to pay more. I'm talking about how you're gonna have a job cooking, and you can't afford to live in Seattle. Yeah, and then you're gonna uh, trans You're gonna drive into Seattle every day to work. Traffic fucking here sucks. Parking here sucks. sucks. You yep. know, it's the you worst. You can't do it. And you can get paid just as much somewhere else cooking. So um, what they're hoping is is that um, as other cities like New York and San Francisco, people are getting priced out of those too, maybe they'll move to Seattle. They're hoping that that's going to...
1: Well, they better do it soon before Seattle becomes just as expensive because we're climbing. We're not going
0: to catch up to New York and San Francisco anytime soon. Uh... Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but it's something to think about when you guys go out and eat. It's something to pay attention to, and uh, just food for thought, man. <sighs> I don't know. That's why we opened up the show with a good, nice, wholesome. Why? Because you're gonna make start. me mad. At that, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I knew it was gonna turn into some some shit about, uh, yeah, me bitching. I'm happy. That's the. I'm happy with my job, man. I'm not stressed out. I'm I get paid too. pretty well. You know what I'm saying? Don't my like my boss is cool. Talking
1: about like you know, there'll be less brunch and less this and less that. It's That's like right. It's like no, there'll be there'll be. I mean. What restaurants are shortening their menus and short other than Delancey and fucking, um, you know, <laughs> little uncles? There's probably a lot of which, little, little uncles, yeah. Little uncles was the other place that they were talking about in this article. No, they were, I'm like, I don't think they were talking about that. And I'm like, uncles. Delancey is like a 20, you know,
0: like a 30C restaurant. There's plenty of places. I don't know. We're gonna get a, we gotta get somebody in here and guest. Yeah. Right, we need to schedule this. I want to know. K Boogie is not happy about our show, our uh, customers, uh, but I can't, why can not talk? Our guests, well, so. You know, it's tough to get people here at 11 o'clock at night.
1: Now <laughs> yeah, was over there sleeping. Snoozing. Snorlax <sighs> over here. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that video where they show you what every Pokemon is related to an animal? And it says Snorlax is like your mom. <laughs> Dude, that
0: anyway, that Anyway, Keith, Keith's got. This Keith was kind of throwing. a messy episode, but. Nah, I love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is the timer's on up so I have no idea how long we've been yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so that's gonna take us to uh ingredient of the week. Ingredient of the week. Uh Johnny picked this one out. Yeah, I
1: picked uh, Black Cod. Why did you pick Black Cod? Um uh, well because we do a theme we're doing themes these months, you know. Um and we just finished our last ingredient last week, which was dates. And so I thought Our theme that was dates? Our ingredient of the week was dates. Our theme it. was Mediterranean. Oh, well, <laughs> our theme was Mediterranean, but last week we finished up with dates. The so one I'm not going to argue with you on air, John. Shut right. up. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so um, I thought it would be good since we are recording right before, you know, September is going to start, that we'll do a little bi-week where we'll just um, do something fun and Bright. give you guys a full-on dish. Yeah, of, maybe
0: we'll uh, ask online what people think we should do for a themed IOW.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I kind of want to do... So it, Spanish.
1: No, because we did Mediterranean, so it's gonna be like similar Tibetan, Tibetan, Tibetan. I would love to do Asian. Like you know. <laughs>
0: I like to do Asians too.
1: Um. Anyway, so uh, we're gonna do black cod or just cod. You know,
0: yeah. There's a couple other names for it. Yeah, whatever.
1: Um. Do you know any the other names for it?
0: Butterfish. Butterfish. Yeah. And there's two. There's another. There's, there's something that starts with an S. I
1: Um. I found out the other day, and I I totally got stumped on it. It was a. Uh, it was interesting anyway so um, I'm gonna do salted cod and uh, or bacalao bacalao yeah in Mm -hmm. Spanish or Portuguese bacalao Um, yeah they do it in they do it all over it's just a dried fish but you can add it into things which is fun um, as a base for your bouillabaisse or something like that so what you're gonna do is basically uh, take some take your fresh cod fillets um, nice and thin hopefully Hopefully not too thick, because some cod has been getting you know super thick. You know, it's just like that. <laughs> That's that dumb. But anyway, so uh, you're gonna get a pan, like a hotel pan or uh, a baking pan, whatever. And you're gonna fill that bottom with salt, and you're gonna place the fish in the in the salt, um, about an inch apart, a half an inch apart. And then you're gonna cover that with salt and do that for about a day or two. Sometimes I used to do it for like a week you know, just get it in there and penetrated. Um, then you're going to take that fish out of the salt and you're going to rinse it and you're going to kind of like soak it for a couple of days. Cause you're going to want to leach some of that salt back out. So, um, I would change the water. I would probably say maybe two times a day, you know, for three days. And, um, after that third day, then your fish will probably be ready to do some things. Um, and then I have a couple different ideas. I was thinking about maybe doing, um, salted cod with, uh, confit garlic and sun-dried tomatoes. Um, and all you have to do for that is just get a pot of oil and throw a bunch of cloves of garlic into that oil and slowly roast it until it's nice and caramelized. It's going to get like super soft and tender and like nice and bitter if you want to take it. It's kind of dark. <laughs> That's good stuff to just have on hand. Anyway. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and sun-dried tomatoes are nice and easy to make too. You know, um, you can slow roast um, quartered tomatoes. Uh, with a little bit of thyme olive oil uh, black pepper is what I like to do no salt just so you can um, actually get all the natural sugar from it um, and slow roast it at about 180 degrees uh, for a couple hours or even overnight if you want to do that Um oh, Robbie's saying he does his for six hours It's nice, nice and perfect. Um, And yeah, and so you take that mix it up with a little confit and place that salted cod and then just throw it in the oven for a little bit and just cook it through, you know, just nice and tasty. Just a little um, appetizer or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Or uh, you can throw it in your bouillabaisse and bouillabaisse is super easy, too. Um, It's just like a, a fennel tomato saffron broth, you know, that you could put with
0: seafood. I'm doing broth. Oh, so, yeah, so that's my idea. Salted cod or bacalao. Bacalao. I'm going to be doing your uh, seared uh, black cod. Oh, I nice. think I wrote my black cod down here. Uh-oh. Oh, I know. Whatever. Um, so I'm going to be doing, like, a uh, spicy um, pepper anoki mushroom broth uh, over a uh, sauteed black cod. Um Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I was like, I was like, didn't even think about like what I should name it or how I should title it or whatever. I was just like, "Ooh, I'll do this." Uh, so first off, uh, for your broth, real simple. You're gonna grab a pot. Uh, you're gonna put a cup of water in there. You're gonna put about five tablespoons of soy sauce. Two tablespoons of rice wine vinegar. You're gonna put a quarter teaspoon of whole black peppercorns. Um, you can crush them if you want. Doesn't really matter because you're gonna strain all this stuff out. Uh, you want one shallot, whole shallot, sliced thin. You want two whole cloves of garlic. Garlic. You want to slice those thin too. Okay. What you want to do is you want to bring that to a boil for about five minutes. Cinco. Then you want to reduce it down. You want to let it simmer for ten. And then you're going to strain all the chunks of crap out of there um, and through a chinois, anything. I don't care what you strain. Just make sure there's no solids in that broth anymore. You're going to set that to the side, okay? Okay. Then what you're going to do, you're going to get, I don't know, a couple tablespoons of vegetable oil, um, 10 ounces of gnocchi mushrooms. Uh, You want to cut the sponge thing off. Cut those lengthwise nice and long so they look good. Uh, You want three ounces of Thai chilies. I don't know. That equals probably about four, maybe, something like that, depending on the size of them. Uh, You want to slice those thin. Depending on how spicy you want them, I would leave the seeds in just depends on how much spice you like. I love spicy. So do I. Uh, if you don't, just cut them in half, take the seeds out, and then slice them. Um, and then one clove of garlic, you're going to want to mince that up. Uh, you want to get a nice saute pan. Uh, get it nice and hot. Uh, throw your garlic in there first. Uh, wait till that gets brown. And then you want to toss in your uh, Thai chili peppers and your mushrooms. Uh, you want to saute those off. Um just get some color on them. Uh, They're not to be cooked through too much. And then you want to toss your broth into that uh, mixture of mushrooms and peppers, and you want to reduce that down to about me maybe about half. I don't know. Whatever, whatever looks good. Um, and then you're going to take your, uh, filet of black cod. You're going to make sure (laughs) you're going to take your filet of black cod. You're going to pat it dry. Make sure it's dry. Yeah. And then you want to, uh, salt and pepper it. Uh, I wouldn't pepper it, but... Uh, he doesn't like peppering blackfish, but uh, there's going to be pepper in his <laughs> broth. <Black> <laughs> <laughs> whitefish. I, like I don't like peppering blackfish. I don't like peppering blackfish unless it's pepper spray. <laughs> um, he doesn't like peppering uh, peppering whitefish, but uh, there's already going to be pepper and the, the broth. broth so oh, feel that. Go ahead and hit it up. Don't listen to Johnny. <laughs> okay, uh, you want to get your pan uh, nice and hot with a couple tablespoons of uh, vegetable oil. You're going to sear that skin side down. I'm going to say medium high heat. You don't want to blast that shit. All right, make sure you got a nonstick pan. Mm-hmm. You're going to try to cook it through all the way on one side. You want that skin on that cod to be nice and crispy. You going butter it base? Can, no, no, Ooh, no. What? Um, you want to cook it through. It's okay to get a little dark. That skin on that stuff can be crunchy. Yeah. Um, it's okay. So you're probably going to cook it six, five, six minutes on medium high heat. Um, check it out every once in a while. Don't fuck with it too much. Don't press it. Nothing like that. And then you're going to flip it over. Let it sit just so it gets some color on the other side. And then you're going to pull it off and let it set. And It's going to cook through. Okay, and then basically what I would do is I would take the, my broth, I'd pour it in a bowl, um, so it goes up about halfway up the fillet, skin side up. Place my fish in that broth, and then I'm gonna put the mushrooms on the mushrooms and the peppers on top of the fish, and I'm gonna garnish it with green onions. Boom, oh motherfucker, sounds good. Yeah, I've made broth like that before, but I don't think I've done it with uh, black cod. Todd de Negro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is our episode, people. That was episode 39. 39. Episode 40, we'll bring it. We'll bring it to you. Yeah, big one, big one. We're going to probably have, it's gonna like, be I'm a- not going to, his name rhymes with Bomb Rugless. No, <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank uh, our uh, super Snorlax producer Keith. I like that, Dick Dave. Snorlax. Boogie Snorlax, Snorlax. 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 <laughs> Snorlax. Uh, I do want to thank Studio Two. Irritating the guy that's kind of on the <laughs> I want to thank uh, Studio Two and Two for letting us. I'm like mumbling. 212 for letting us record here. Soundcasting Network for hosting us. Uh, thank everybody for listening to our show. Uh, what's your social media, Johnny? Johnny Tsunami 90 I'm Bobby Stills. Uh, social media for the show is going to be Mister at Instagram and Facebook. Uh, our Twitter is going to be at Mister. And uh, you can reach us by email at grillhowlongsteakmister at gmail.com. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Peace. Grill, how long steak mister?
1: Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch.